So the future of pest control, you're seeing more globalization? I, I think, I mean, I think what I see in general is I see you've had, you've had Service Master and Rollins that have been around for a long time. And, and they, they used to be the duopoly here in the States. And it's been the recent decade that Renekill and AX to a lesser degree, but now very importantly, has somewhat encroached on their territory. And, and I think it's, it's made things not only I – mean, I can tell you not think. I mean from an acquisition perspective, it's made things clearly more competitive. But I also think it makes um, – I think it makes business in general more competitive for these guys. I mean if you think about it. 20 years ago, I mean, Ed, when you were coming up, I mean, if there were even a national accounts business, which I don't know that there was at that time, but, you know, Orkin became the first kind of national accounts business, right? They had the largest reach on the commercial side. And then, you know, Service Master always focused on, you know, you know on termites and, 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 and residential. And then, of course, you had Renekill enter the market. And they bought Ehrlich and, you know, they had been here for 20 years, but they weren't, weren't doing anything. I mean, they were doing 25 years, uh, 25 million a year for forever. And, um, you know, Andy Ransom's, uh, once Alan Brown left Renekill and the Andy came in as CEO, he wanted to build a national accounts business. And I sat down with him and I had a beer and I said, Andy, why the hell would you want to do a national accounts business? I mean, it's extremely competitive. Your customers are big, so they have a lot of leverage, and they can force down price. Why would you want to do that? And he's like, I can make it work. Because even if I have to take a loss in some of these national accounts, I can build a nice commercial business around that. I send somebody out to Starbucks at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they do like a $15 stop. Sure, that's shit. It's horrible. It's bad. We lose money. But now I, I've got guys out there at that Starbucks, and now they're you – know, they're, building up routes around that. And so I can make that work. I think what has gone on now, though, is you guys being on the East Coast, you know the drill. Rollins bought, bought Western back in, I think, around 03, 04. So that really helped them on the commercial side up and down the eastern seaboard. They bolstered national accounts. Run-A-Kill is now a real national accounts business, right? They, they cover pretty much most of the population centers in the United States. And now, of course, you've got Service Master getting into the national accounts game. You got anti-CMUX up and down the East Coast focusing on large regional accounts, I think there's probably going to be pricing pressure. And I think you guys have seen it. You get more and more commercial sales guys calling on the same account. It tends to affect prices. So I think that in conjunction with, I think pest control penetration is high in the United States, meaning that, and I couldn't tell you the stats right now without looking at it, but there's a high penetration rate. A lot of people, companies and residential customers use pest control versus the rest of the world. You know, you get outside of North America, Australia, certain parts of Europe and the UK, pest control is almost an exclusively commercial business. But now, you know, on last year, I spent a month and a half in Asia. I was up and down the peninsula into China. And now we're starting to see residential customers in far reaches of the world use pest control like that has never happened before. And so I think you'll start to see penetration rates go up in other markets as the middle class gets wealthier and wealthier. And right now, the US, North America is half of the global pest control market. That that will change. And I think companies like Rollins and Service Master and Run-A-Kill are saying, hey, we'll go into middle of nowhere right now that really doesn't have a pest control market. We'll buy the biggest firm that does $5 million in revenue. 
but they got 40, 50, 60 million people and the market's going to change. So it's not a short term play, right? It's a longer term play. It's two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the long, uh, down the road. But I think that's the longer term play. So I think that's what's going on kind of high level in the industry. You know, the other thing is you got one thing that frustrates me. I, you know, look, I know that I have done probably more summer sales deals than anyone, right? We sold David Royce's business, Altera, back to Service Master three or four years ago. And that was you know, just shy of a $100 million deal. We've done probably since that another $200 million in, in door-to-door businesses. I don't like summer sales. I don't like door knocking. I hate being at my dinner table and having some ass clown knock on my door. I don't like it. I think it's rude. I think it's disrespectful. And, and, and I'm not a big fan of, of door-to-door in general. But um, I sure as hell try to beat the crap out of acquirers when I'm representing these guys, just like if I were an attorney and my, uh, and my client were, were guilty, he'd deserve a fair trial. He'd deserve a, a competent and experienced advocate. So I do that. And I, I don't say that universally. I don't say that I hate all of them, but I have a problem with door-to-door uh, in general. And I, and I, and I think that, that that marketplace, what's gone on as financial asset prices have inflated, acquirers are paying more for door-to-door. Not nearly as much as traditional, but those multiples have gone up, which has fueled more resources into door-to-door, which is biting the, biting these big companies that buy these companies right in the ass. Because now what happens is it's more lucrative to be a door-to-door business because you think you can sell it for a higher rate. So more resources go into that. Now you got more door-to-door guys knocking on doors, stealing you know, Orkin and Terminex and everyone else's accounts. Now, if you're a good player... You'll be able to, you know, your your clients, and I would imagine with you guys. I mean, anyone knocks on a door for you guys, I mean, your <laughs> your customers are going to tell them to piss off. This is colony country, but and and that happens with good quality private businesses. They don't nearly feel the pain as as some of the big players. But that's a changing that's a changing industry dynamic that I think throws a little bit of uncertainty into the mix. So it's funny you mentioned door-to-door. There's neighborhoods in New York that are now making that illegal, that you can't do door-to-door sales. And, and you know, certain types of neighborhoods put, put that into effect. So I wonder if that would hurt some of those businesses' sales. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's all these always like kind of freedom of infra- or freedom of expression lawsuits that they they file. Uh, some of these companies that get restricted by municipalities, but I think they they will largely disregard that. They'll take their chance. They'll knock on doors. I mean, the United States is not a country anymore. Where 100 years ago, somebody knocked on your door and won't leave. You could shoot them, and no one's going to ask questions. Now you can't do that anymore. Everyone's so politically correct. Um, yeah, or at least give them five seconds to get off your. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I don't know that that'll change. I think it'll change ultimately when when asset prices deflate some and it's less lucrative. I think you're going to have – I think you'll have bankruptcies in the door-to-door space. I think, some of the, I think a lot of these guys get overextended because they look at the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I'll build it up. I'll go from zero to you know, 10,000 accounts in a few years and I'll flip it. When that reverts back down to the historical mean, I think you'll have a lot of these guys going bust. And I think there'll be some, I think there'll be opportunities for guys like you to go out and pick up, you know, four more door to door companies, some of the smaller ones that at, at buy revenue at 50 cents on the dollar just because there's no other options. Well, that sounds good because that's the, my manager and I talk about every November whether or not we're going to jump in. 
for you guys, I mean, I think they're look from a capability perspective in my mind, I don't make the distinction between residential or commercial, but if you're a pure play commercial business, I, I think there is something to be said by keeping it a pure play commercial business. I, I think there's something pristine about that. I think there's, there's something very desirable about being a pest control business that's entirely focused on the commercial segment of the market. Number one, it opens you up at bare minimum. It opens you up to more acquires. Like people think, Hey, the less I do, the less acquires. No, as exact opposite. If you're a pure play commercial pest control business in New York Metro, you've got NTCMX, you've got Renekill, you've got Service Master, you've got Rollins, and guess what? You've got Ecolab. The guy that's doing 20% residential, he doesn't have Ecolab as a bidder. And Ecolab, you know, they don't do a whole lot of deals, but when they do deals, they do them well and they do them right, and and they're not afraid to pay. And so that opens up a whole new world for you guys. You start doing residential, they're they're they just can't get involved. Just a just a thought. Hey, this is Ed Sheehan for Mastermind Business Academy. Join our startup class. It is perfect for you if you're starting a new pest control company or if you've been in business under three years. Finally ready to get serious about building a successful company from your side job? You know, you're always looking to get more market share or add-ons. This would be a great add-on service in plumbing, landscaping, and cleaning companies. When you sign up, here's what you'll get. The exact steps you need to take to start a successful pest control company. A checklist of everything to include in your startup. Customizable contracts and proposals. Just add your logo. Protocols for guaranteed results. Employee management tools. Pricing tools and salary calculators. Accounting, investing, exclusive discounts, and money-saving strategies. A detailed process on how to find bulletproof growth and built-in customers. A huge list of potential clients and locations to get you going. All for residential and commercial accounts, plus one-on-one coaching calls with myself and Joe. Once again, thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Check out our website at colonyconfidential.com. Until we meet again, God bless you.